Hello, Annie Trenders. Welcome to the Girl Taku, hosted by the ladies of Anime Trending. We are back with another fun topic on the table. My name is Gracie, and I am joined by. Hello, I am Isabel, and this is Agnes. So, without further ado, the Girl Taku today will be about binge watching anime, the pros and cons of binge watching. And whether certain anime fit the model of been watching better than others, and other anime because other anime fit fits the weekly format better. So, uh, sort of a show of hands before we start. Who here is a binge watcher? I am personally not one of them because I used to binge watch a lot as a kid uh, back in middle and elementary school, but I think I was just wasting so many days away just. Watching episode after episode on YouTube, you know, part seven of twenty of who knows how long. I could go a whole like I could go days without going outside, and my parents got rightfully kind of upset with me about that because it's not healthy. And ever since then, I never went back to the binge watching model. I've always been a weekly watcher since then. So that's my situation in regards to binge watching. What about you two? Are any of you two binge watchers? <laughs> Yeah, I would say I am. Uh, before I used to be like you, Gracie, where I'd watch everything weekly. But even then, I felt like I was binge watching, but on a different level because I would be watching maybe four to five anime a day, and I felt like that was a lot in itself. Pretend that you know that's only one series; it would be a lot of episodes. So I find myself find like choosing specific anime and then kind of binge watching those. I don't like doing that, but it's been that way for a while, so I kind of have to say I am a binge watcher at this point. <laughs> okay, so we did a flip. So I used to be the insane binge mm-hmm. watcher where I would I would watch a full 13 episode series in a single day cuz I just couldn't stop. And now I do weekly, but I spread myself out across a 100 different types of anime and We've switched now because you used yeah, to do have. that, but now mm-hmm. you're the ones who's like w- focusing on one, like one or two particular ones, but you're watching a lot of them at the same time. Is that correct? Yeah, or like I'm choosing kind of older shows, or like it just builds up over the weeks that I I want to start. You know, like I'm trying to start new for spring that's coming up because there's a lot of shows I want to watch, but I feel like I'm gonna end up being behind, so I'll watch like five episodes at a time or something, kind of like halfway through the series. That's probably what's going to happen knowing my own habits got it well Mm -hmm. then what about you agnes are you a binge watcher or are you more of a weekly watcher would you say uh when i was in college i was more of a weekly watcher because i had time to watch stuff like in between breakfast dinner or like in between school so like you would find me secluded somewhere in like a study room or something and I'm watching anime <laughs> and it's like the latest episode of Golden Kamuy or something, right? But I kind of flip-flop between binge watching and weekly depending on how busy my schedule is. So there are some times of the year where I'm really busy with work because I have new tasks or, you know, they promoted me or something. So I have basically no time to watch anime. And then after that season passes, I end up binge watching instead of doing it weekly, which I usually do. Got it. Okay. So in that situation, Isabel, it's your uh, turn to start us off this week in regards to our topic. And, you know, you yourself have identified as a binge watcher. So, you know, uh, give us an example as a fellow binge watcher, you know, what are sort of the pros and cons you see towards binge watching and 
Have you ever encountered anime that works better binged? And have you encountered anime where you realize that watching it weekly would be more effective? Yeah, um, the pros of binge watching, I think, is kind of getting over the series faster and catching up. So, for example, I did that with Jujutsu Kaisen. Mm, I thought, yeah, I did that I think, too. <laughs> oh, yeah, see, I think maybe a bunch of people did because there is so much hype you know, for the series beginning and then not only that, towards the end as well towards the last episode so right before i think the last episode aired i caught up all the way there maybe like two or three days before the final episode so i felt like i you know i made it on time to end the season um but i think the pacing really matters in binge watching uh i don't i in general it might be really um I feel like you can also spend a lot of time on it. So, you know, I lose sleep over it. I think that's a really bad con. If I'm really just watching it all day, maybe like I have a headache after. I watched Noragami all in one day. I remember that was like the worst decision wow, I ever made. that's a lot. Yeah, watching, binge watching anime in a single day is really hard yeah. afterwards. It's like what? It's 24 hours if mm -hmm. you're not counting sleep or anything. And it's like an episode is like, what, 20 minutes? So it's like three episodes per hour. Yeah, and then it's funny because we get really meticulous about it too because you're like, okay, I can calculate this. I'm going to make this within an <laughs> hour. I'm going to go cut the opening and the ending. That's what I... <laughs> <laughs> I understand this feeling completely. Yeah, but for me, that didn't happen with Jujutsu. I feel like I kind of... I broke it up into two or three days, so I wasn't like super binging, I would say, but like I spent oh, like, a good, chunk yeah. of my day. So I kind of was able to enjoy that, and I think the pacing in Jujutsu is slow enough and then also um it's not as intense for every episode i don't think it ends on too many cliffhangers like i'm i could stop there you know like a couple of episodes in and then continue on uh so i think that's nice otherwise and it doesn't drag on too long either i think i get really bored if it drags on and sometimes i find myself if i'm watching if i'm binge watching a show and then all of a sudden it gets really slow i will just stop in the middle like literally maybe, I don't know, 15 minutes in, I'm like, okay, I'm good for today. And maybe I might not touch it again for a while. So is Jujutsu Kaisen sort of your example of an anime that does work when binged in that case? I think it does, yeah. Um, so like, because it's because of its pacing, and then not only that kind of, the fact that it doesn't have too many cliffhangers, and it's really engaging as well, I think overall. Um, and then... Also, the fact that it has like little mini arcs, so I can kind of stop after a while. So I think it's a good Oh, I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. Like, it's kind of like a stop point, like in a video game, a save point yeah. sort of thing. Like, <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is reminded. my video game contribution. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just reminded now of like the, the rare save points that you get in, in Dark Soul type of games like Bloodborne or something, mm -hmm. where it's like it's very sparse, but they're like the mini arcs. So you had to complete a certain hurdle just to get to that save point. Instead of being able to, like, escape, save. <laughs> sorry, that was my own video game tangent. I'm sorry, keep going. <laughs> no, it's okay. No, you're fine. So, I guess in that case, then, have you ever encountered an anime when you're binging? Or maybe an anime you did weekly watch that you thought to yourself, huh, this wouldn't work as well in the binge model sort of thing? Yeah, I personally think Erased would be... A bad model to binge watch mm. and i think a lot of you and i think some people would be like no because you know you if you watch it the first time through i'm pretty sure you'll find yourself not being able to stop watching it 
because of the cliffhangers, specifically for the cliffhangers after every episode. But since I did watch Erase the Weekly, I think that it contributed to me enjoying the series more because I would be, I, I guess you have this feeling of, oh, I want to watch this. I want to watch Erased or like it's Erased is coming out next week. I have to watch it. Like it's on my schedule. And I don't know. I like that feeling of being able to wait for it or have that anticipation in before the episode. And then I guess maybe in my head, I'm like, okay, I'm reviewing everything that happened before because I want to know what happens next. So I, th I thought Erase was like a masterpiece, especially when I watched it weekly. And then if you watch it, I feel like if you watched it all in one go, it wouldn't be as enjoyable or you wouldn't be as curious about it because, oh, I can just watch the next episode and, you know, maybe you'll finish it in two or three days and then that's it. I think that's the other thing is that it'll not make it as enjoyable for you because you might forget about it right after. I find that um, very common too, where you binge watch an anime and then you just forget about it totally or somebody else might have been uh, very intrigued by it and they would say that it's their favorite anime because of you know maybe the time that they spent with it because you know when you're watching these seasonal animes it'll be maybe one two three months possibly so having that enjoyment across the three months versus two to three days is something you'll forget so i think i'm scared of having that happen forgetting that too yeah i think that's um basically what i think about that i think I don't know if there are any other shows like Erase where they end on a lot of cliffhangers like every single episode. I feel like it's also a little toxic. <laughs> it's all a little toxic! <laughs> <laughs> Why do you feel it's toxic, Isabel? Oh no, I feel like it's torture when I don't know what happens next. <laughs> <laughs> that's not toxic, Isabel. It just means you're patient. I'm like, that's that. doesn't that mean it's good writing in that case because you want to know what happens next? <laughs> exactly, it's the buildup of suspense. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, that's not what I meant, but yeah. <laughs> I am, uh, I do have one question, because with Jujutsu Kaisen, I, I watched it weekly, and there's definitely times where it's like, the episode ends, and I'm really, really hyped, and I, I just can't wait for the next episode. Do you feel like you would have gotten bored faster with Jujutsu Kaisen, because it didn't really end on cliffhangers per se, it was just like a lot of adrenaline with the fight sequences and stuff like that? Yeah, I think so. I actually felt the same way with uh, My Hero Academia. So you, I could say that, you know, there are definitely fight sequences in My Hero Academia, but even though I was watching that weekly, I actually got bored of it at oh, some point. So I would drop it and then pick it back up and then drop it again. So I feel like I would have that same issue with uh, Jujutsu Kaisen if I didn't watch it all the way through. What is it about it that makes you bored? I, I really am curious because I, I mean, like I like you guys already know, I'm a weekly watcher, so that doesn't deter me at all. Like, if anything, weekly watching always keeps my attention sort of long-spanning slash running. So, like, what is it about it that, like, gets boring when you have to wait for it week by week? Yeah, I'm not sure. I think it, I just for, either forget about it. It mostly probably is other life factors, like workers or something where I don't have enough time or I need to dedicate my time to something else. So anime moves to like the bottom of the list of the thing that I have to do that day. Or it, sometimes it's predictable, I would say so. Um, mm. If it's really predictable, then I'll be like, oh, I don't really need to watch this episode. I kind of did that with Demon Slayer too. I oh. Around and I'll, yeah, I skipped like maybe two episodes of Demon Slayer in the first series. And I was like, okay, I didn't really see Inosuke, but it's okay because now he's here in the group, so... 
<laughs> she just skipped the episodes yep. until Inosuke shows up. Yeah! <laughs> so, yeah, sometimes I do it. I feel like if I skip two episodes or three episodes, I'm still okay about it for some reason. Um, I think maybe I put more importance towards the ending or how it ends that I'm, I want to know what happens there and I kind of piece together the things that happen in the middle in my own way, maybe. <laughs> this is so odd for me because I cannot... I just cannot imagine, like, myself being able to do that. Like, just skip a few episodes and be like, oh, there it is. Like, I guess I do it with Fullmetal Alchemist Brotherhood, but that's because I've watched it so many times now that I know exactly, like, which episode I'm looking for and what part of the story. But for a currently running anime, like, there's no way I would be able to just skip around and... Also, like, forget about it and then go back, like, uh, this is a whole different brain mindset that I am not privy to, so. <laughs> oh, man, this is really interesting. Are you the same way, Agnes? Like, do you relate to a lot of what Isabel's saying with, like, you know, just uh, losing patience or just uh, sort of forgetting? Uh, wait a minute. Of course you do, because you do that sometimes. I know you do that sometimes. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> I was I was just about to say I agree with Isabel. I think Gracie's like, wait, you do that sometimes. I feel called out like when she does her MBTI like readings. <laughs> That's not MBTI readings. That's just I don't want to feel like it. Let me feel vindicated. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I do agree with Isabel. I think it's because the pacing of action is usually done in a in the grand scheme of things, when you're looking at it from an outside perspective, a fight or an action sequence lasts only a minute or a handful of seconds. So, but stretching that out into an entire episode that is like 20, 30 minutes and then switching it over to another episode kind of feels like you're a little bit detached from the moment. I'll explain it a little bit better when we reach to my other topic that my other series that I think is really good for binge watching, uh, which is also happens to fall in a bit of the, the action-ish category. Mm. Well, I mean, we're here at your place, like, at your oh, station there you now, so we might <laughs> okay. as well talk about it, yeah. Okay, so I have two series that I want to talk about for, that are really good for binge-watching, and then one series that is was is not ideal for binge-watching, and it's modeled that way so that it's not meant to be binge-watched. Okay. So I'll start with the action bit, because just to hop off of Isabel's um, former pick, Haikyuu as a sports anime is something that I recommend binge watching. Oh more. god, you snipe mine. Oh my gosh, I can't hey! snipe mine. Yes, I finally <laughs> sniped something for Grace. It's okay, you can talk more about Full Metal Alchemist. That can be your, your backup. Well, it's that's fine. not what I was thinking. Okay, well, keep, keep talking, actually, but you snipe mine. <laughs> I, great, okay. Haikyuu, as we know, season three is probably the biggest season that is just so centered around one particular match between the main characters and the Shiratozi, Shira, Shiratozi Academy. And I felt like binging it was so much more satisfying as somebody who kept going on and off on Haikyuu. And seeing these, uh, the whole match from start to finish was a lot more satisfying and seeing like the spikes, the points win, and the characters like struggling with their own, I guess, like shortcomings in the middle of going against Shiratori Waza was really nice to see, and it sped things up a lot too. And the point that I wanted to make about the whole action bit is that sports and action and fight sequences all happen within a very, very short period of time. And when you watch even volleyball matches, for instance, they end in less than 15 minutes to 30 minutes. They don't go any longer than that. 
And so having to endure watching Haikyuu, I think, weekly would have been really annoying in that sense because you kind of feel a bit dissociated watching it weekly and you're like how long does this fight or this match actually last when the reality is it's very 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 short and so that's what i wanted to highlight at least for haikyuu okay well hopping onto that i can attest to what you're saying because uh i don't know if you remember since you are the one who edited my review or it might be isabel i don't know both editors are on here so uh but Essentially, uh, I wrote my review for Haikyuu Season 4, and I said that something about it wasn't quite hitting the marks compared to the prior seasons. And it was still good, and eventually like eventually, there were all these payoffs, but I felt like some, like some of the magic was missing. Well, I was wrong, actually. And the reason why for that is I did realize it had to do with the weekly watch versus the binge watch model, because... Uh, Haikyuu Season 4 has two cores, and the first core is uh, Hinata going through a different type of training that he's never done before. In fact, he's not even training on the core. He is picking up volleyballs and watching other people play and observing, which is a huge step and a huge character development for him because he's the guy who like leaps at the ball at every chance, so being forced to sit back and observe other people's strengths and play styles essentially allows him to grow and learn as a volleyball player and a human being. But when it was happening weekly, especially after there was a gap between the two cores, it I don't notice really that development, and I kind of forget about the importance of it by the time of the uh, by the time of the match between Inarizaki and um, and Karasuno. And so, and so it felt like the match was dragging on when I was watching it weekly, exactly as you said. I genuinely was just like, it's just another, it's not even a full set, it's just another battle, and, you know, we got some points here and lost other points here, and the characters had these moments and stuff like that, and, and like, the whole time when I was watching weekly, I'm like, something about it just doesn't feel as right compared to the prior seasons. Well, I forgot because I binged the prior seasons thanks to my roommate because I didn't originally watch Haikyuu when it was airing. And it wasn't until Shauna came to my place and I introduced Haikyuu to her that she binge-watched season four and I binge-watched season four with her that I was like, oh no, the story is still there. The match is still really good and how it pertains to the characters growing and how it all, like, the gameplay is integrated with each character's strengths and weaknesses and taking risks and, like, being a better volleyball player and, by extension, a better person. I just didn't feel that weekly because of how it got stretched out versus when I'm binge-watching it, I feel all the tension, I feel all the adrenaline, and I see the growth happening only a few episodes later, right, where it's still fresh in my mind versus the other one where it's been almost a month by then. So I completely agree with what you're what you're saying about Haikyuu working better as a binge. And that's actually why I picked that one, because that that one I had <laughs> that one I had a clear experience of both watching it weekly and watching it binging and knowing that one experience was better than the other one. 
So how dare you? <laughs> well, this is payback from last week when we did the composers bit. So I guess this is karma. <laughs> yes, I suppose it is. <laughs> I would say, like, would you prefer to watch the the movie of it then? Because I watched the movie also, the high key of the battle of the concepts, shortly afterwards because we had a press article regarding that. And so I watched the movie screener and I commented about it and made a review actually that's available on the Anime Trending website. The movie itself was like a condensed version of season three and its highlights. Would you have preferred that over watching the original season weekly or binge watching season three specifically? Oh, I would still binge watch the season. I do think okay. the stuff the movie cuts out is a, a little too much for my taste. So, uh, so yeah, but I, if I had to like, if I had to rank it, I would be binge watching the season, then I would watch the movies and then weekly. The weekly format just does not work for Haikyuu. And I say that mm. with utmost certainty now. So, yeah, I don't know how other sports, I don't watch that many sports anime. So I don't know if each season or core is split up where it's like a single match. So I can't tell if this format applies specifically to all sports anime or if it's just Haikyuu in particular because of that one season. I want to say Haikyuu because, well, I mean, we watched Run With The Wind weekly, or I did. I don't know if you did, Agnes. Oh, yeah, no, I, I yeah. kind of watched Run With The Wind weekly, yeah. I felt like the weekly worked fine in that one, you know? Okay, yeah, I think it's because it wasn't an entire match that they were so hyper-focused on for the yeah. entire season, mm -hmm. but it was like a bunch of little milestones that each of the characters had to accomplish to get to the Hakuden at the very end. Yeah. So yeah. that way you felt like, as Isabel says it aptly, they're like mini-arcs, so you feel more fulfilled watching them weekly rather than having to watch them as a binge. Yeah, exactly. I mean, I'm sure Run With The Wit probably would work as a binge. One of my friends who watched Run With The Wind, who really likes it, uh, he watched it as a binge, as mm. like a binge model. But when I was watching it weekly, I definitely didn't mind. It definitely did not feel like dragging, like Haikyuu season four felt like it was dragging originally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I agree. I feel like Haikyuu is special in that it's one of the only sports animes I've seen where it focuses on one match for a season, or a majority of the season is just that one match. I think the only other comparable one I can think of is Ace of Diamond, where the matches are really long, too. Oh, because baseball. baseball is really long, so... Uh, eight hours. Yeah. Even while I was binge-watching Ace of Diamond, I was like, this is one long-ass ball game. <laughs> yeah, I don't blame mm -hmm. you, because baseball is the longest sport in existence in terms of runtime, because it's so it's all based on the consequences of like hitting the ball at the park or, you know... Uh, people trying to like one up each other with certain scores and hits rather than in other sports like baseball or soccer there's a time limit yeah i'm trying to think of other sports i can't really think of i feel like this this the weekly one works when they're kind of in that training phase or you're trying to get to know the characters and they're mm. oh they're yeah yeah i agree something. i would be fine watching that weekly but when it gets to the matches i kind of want to get over it maybe or if there's another match I'm, yeah, I'm not sure if I want to watch that. The other one I've seen is Yowamushi Pedal, which is the biking one. Oh, yeah, I heard that one's pretty good, too. It is good. I would say it's good binge-watched as well. Uh, the only okay. problem I had with that after the first two or three seasons was that after they they like completed their goal, like they won the race, there's like a whole other season with a whole other crew, you know, like third years graduated, you know, first years come in, and I'm like, okay, we have to start all over again. So, 
Yeah, that was the only That's comment. the criticism <laughs> one of my friends had too with Yo Mushi Pedal. She didn't mm-hmm. really click with the new cast and really missed a lot of the third years that had graduated from the series. Yeah, exactly. That's what I thought too. So I felt like the journey was over for me. This is what I came here for. And to restart it again with some of the old cast and getting to know the new cast wasn't something I was up to doing. Uh, like I would have to actually like really commit to it. So yeah. Well, the issue is now I have to find an anime that is good binge watch, but I don't usually binge watch anime, so you can see how this is a problem for me now. How dare you, Agnes? Okay, so now that we're finished with talking about sports anime and Haikyuu as a binge watching, another series that I want to say is really good for binge watching in particular is a lot of old-time action anime genres the older series that come from like the early 2000s and whatnot and i mean this from a very personal note because i've been watching since it was since crunchyroll merged with funimation i've been watching the the 12 kingdoms on crunchyroll's platform for since last night and i'm currently on episode 19 oh you like that okay it was really good (laughs) it was really good um and i have to say that for the 12 kingdoms especially as an older series that is action-oriented, it is a lot better to watch it in a binge format rather than a weekly format. So there's two parts of this. The first one is because the old format of The Twelve Kingdom, or the way that the story is built up, is not meant to be watched weekly per se. Um, At least not in the modern sense of weekly, where now you have stuff like Jujutsu Kaisen or uh, like, re- like Erased and stuff like that. But... The drop of the suspense and the change of character and the plot development really doesn't happen until much later down the line, like probably like around episode like six or seven. So the entire first part of the 12 kingdoms can be a really big slog to get through, especially because the main character starts off as a helpless crybaby schoolgirl who gets who's in a crisis and she has to go through like a very 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 long journey to rebuild oh. trust with the people around her and to assert herself as somebody who's willing to take up the responsibility. Um I would say that this could be compared to Akatsuki no Yona in the sense like there's like a parallel of journeys where like the two uh protagonists start off from very different places and now are being forced at hand to do very violent acts that they don't necessarily want to do. But I would say that Yona fits the weekly role better just because in between a lot of these big arcs, like when she's escaping her kingdom and becomes like a refugee, and then she goes around trying to find all the other dragons, they're kind of like mini arcs. So you can technically watch it weekly versus the 12 kingdoms. It has to be a binge to watch the character growth grow rather than kind of cringe each week about how the main Mm -hmm. character hasn't really grown each time. Wait, so it's ultimately about the pacing of the development, right? Yeah, it's the pacing of the development. I would say like older series had a lot more time to deal with these things. They weren't concerned about cramming an entire series into a 12-episode season. So they really took their time kind of dragging out a lot of the character development to make it good. Mm. But it doesn't work when you're watching it. If you try to watch every episode weekly, you're kind of like, why doesn't it feel fast enough, you know? So, yeah, I was gonna say Kingdom. I think is like an older IP as well, so it doesn't. Yeah, surprise it's in the two thousands. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is interesting how pacing has changed, though. I didn't think about it that way, but I think 
even like when we think back to older shows and or older IPs, they are they are sort of slower in regards to how everything progresses. So it's almost like, in a weird way, it's almost like they might have been more fit for the binge model versus nowadays, which is like more fit for the weekly models because so many animes coming out seasonally. I don't know. It's a it's just something I've been thinking about. So no, it's it's definitely something like that. Like if you compare series like Bleach and Naruto in the very very early days, you can see how they really dragged on a lot of stuff, and it really suited more of the model of binge watching rather than weekly. But then if you look at, let's say, like Naruto or you look at One Piece nowadays where everything is really short and they try to like condense everything so tightly so that it kind of like fits into like the one season mold. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Huh. Okay. Well, in that case, um, I I guess like out of curiosity for both of you two, as someone who kind of dabbles in both of them. Uh, especially you, Agnes, because I do know that you dabble in both like weekly watching and binge watching. Is there a model that you prefer and why do you prefer that one? A model that I... Oh, so binge watching versus weekly? Yeah, like, yeah. Which one do we mm-hmm. like best? Yeah. Hmm. Do you have one? Because I do know you switch between the two, actually, so... I don't think I have a preferred one just because each one is right for a specific moment in time. Okay. Like, if I had to choose between the two of them, I could not choose. I would have to say, like, depends on the circumstance, depends on what I'm doing, is what the model would suit it best for. Okay. Because there's a lot of pros and cons with certain series as well. So I think one series, so to go off of our entire podcast that is about pros and cons of binge watching, an example of an anime that is not good for binge watching and was actually structured to not be binge watch is the Emiya Ken Cook series. Oh, okay. it's It's a monthly segment about 20 minutes of animation by Ufotable where Emiya from the Fate series cooks with a variety of the characters in the actual fate series itself it's like a weird spin-off thing it's very quirky and cute and very slice of life uh genre and it actually only airs once a month so you can't actually binge watch it but it's a way for you to kind of like wind down after work and force yourself to adopt this non-binge watching model but this monthly watching model too and it suits the entire series, and I can't imagine it actually being a seasonal thing where you have to watch it weekly. It kind of defeats the purpose of, like, the slice of life genre. I was going to ask, like, do you think slice of life genre is bingeable at all? Because I was going to say no, because I feel like that would just be too slow. But once again, I'm mostly a weekly watcher, so I don't really have the experience of binge watching a slice of life anime. I, well, I mean, when I was younger, I binge watched K-On, but even then, I don't remember a lot that happened in K-On, and I binged, I kind of semi-binge watched uh, Yuru Camp as well, Mm -hmm. but I do agree, like, actually watching it episodically and weekly would have been a lot better of an impact, because you kind of look forward into, like, the winding down after work, or watching it in between your breaks when you're doing something really busy, and it just makes you feel good overall. And it's nice because it's like an easy way to kind of slot into your schedule and it doesn't demand you to remember super big plot points or big concepts 
unlike an action show or um, like a shonen type of thing. Ah, okay, okay. And one last question for you, Agnes, but it was just something I thought of while you were talking. So sure, you were talking about how like fight sequences and stuff is often better binged and you agree with Isabel in that regard. But I do know that you have been pretty like praising towards Sasabi Kui Bisco, which is stretching out the fight sequences and you're watching that one weekly. So like, is there a reason why that one seemed to fit your weekly watch mode a little better? I mean, aside from the fact that it is currently airing, but, you know, just saying that it didn't seem like you minded that the fights were getting sliced up into three episodes or so sort of thing. That's a very good question. And I think the reason why it works for Sabukui Bisco is because the entire sequence of the citizens of Imihama versus the the Iron Giant is actually spanned over several days in the anime. They are traveling from place to place, trying to catch up, catch up with the Iron Giant, and strategically setting up ambush points in order to bring it down before it reaches Imihaima. And this is actually essentially retracing their entire steps, their entire journey from the city to the Weeping Child's Ravine, where they found the um, the the snake creature that was supposedly had the uh, the mushroom right mm-hmm. so it's a really nice homage to see the characters like slowly try to fight it and hinder it from reaching back the city versus in the actual light novel that I kind of spoiled myself from reading the entire fight scene between the iron giant happens in one afternoon right after Bisco dies and Bisco is revived in that same afternoon. Oh gosh, that's oh. that's too quick. Yeah. <laughs> it's really quick. I remember because I remember thinking to myself, like, oh my gosh, is this how Bisco is going to die when I saw it in the anime? And when I spoiled myself in the manga, I felt really disconnected and I really hated how the, the light novel actually ended. There's no transition whatsoever. You feel like a passage of time hasn't come past it. And with the anime kind of stretching it out where it forces the characters to walk back all the way to Imihama, but also spend that entire time setting up strategic po- points to hinder the um, the Iron Giant actually feels like it's more realistic in that sense and drags on the anticipation of Bisco being revived at the end. Okay. And not to mention, like, the whole journey from Imihama to the Weeping Child's Ravine, looking back at the previous anime episodes, it takes about six episodes and several days to get there. Yeah, okay, I see what you're saying because... The fight isn't concentrated in a single night. It is stretching across several days. So that being weekly kind of falls in line with the length of the actual battle itself. Okay, I see what you're saying right. now. Yeah, and so that that kind of like counters the argument of the Haikyuu where it's literally one match that happens in 15-30 yeah. minutes. But it's stretched on for 12 episodes. Yeah. It's like 12 times 20. Like what, what do you want to do? Yes, I, I see what you're saying as well. So before I get to mine, because I'm starting to notice we are picking similar genres, so I kind of want to go through some of the other genres. How do you guys feel about rom-com? Is that one that you guys think work better when it's weekly watch, or do you think that's a bingeable one, or do you feel like that one's kind of malleable and it kind of fits in both? Uh, If it's completely weekly with like high school boy meets high school girl kind of thing, it kind of falls in the slice of life category for me, honestly. Ah, okay. So I would rather watch it, uh, what was it, weekly? Okay, yeah. And what about you, Isabella? I agree with that. I think the weekly version um, would be nice. Like, Dress Up Darling right now, I would say rom-com. So yeah. I would watch, yeah. I watch that weekly. That's fine with me, you know. Um, and and then, you go back to it, <laughs> you don't lose interest in it. <laughs> 
yeah, I go back to it. Yeah, I don't lose interest in that one. So like the weekly thing is good. Like, okay, today is Saturday. I'm going to watch Dress with Darling. Great. And then I'll just think about it next week. Or, you know, if I miss a day, it's okay. Like I'm not too, like I want to watch it definitely. But if I watched, if I watched all together, I don't think I would enjoy it as much or appreciate it as, as much. I feel like I would mm-hmm. just watch I it. I agree. Kind of just to yeah. watch it. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. I'm asking because I'm also remembering how I binged Kaicho Wameisama as a kid. So, but. Well, I mean, Kaicho Wameisama was also during the period where it was kind of bingeable. It wasn't really weekly. Yeah. I think that kind of still goes back to the argument about a lot of the older shows that we watched as kids were marked as a binge watchable show rather than a weekly show. So it makes more sense why most of our childhood was binge watching before we because sh- I think the weekly model starts showing up around 2012 when mm-hmm. Sora Online aired. Mm-hmm. That was definitely yeah. weekly. Okay. I remember that very clearly. I see. I see. Actually, no, more like 2011, just before that. So yeah. I binge watched that for Usui more than anything else. So, <laughs> um, oh, my teenager self. All right. So, in that case, uh, it is my turn. And yes, I had a scour last minute for this. Uh, how dare you, Agnes, once again? <laughs> <laughs> Feel my pain. <laughs> to be fair, this is very difficult for me because once again, I'm not a binge watcher anymore. But, anywho. Um, when I was oh, was the was the Kaicho one made someone supposed to be your second point for binge watching? No, actually, it's not. So I thought about it while we were talking, and you guys were oh my gosh, there's a spider! I need to kill it. Sorry, um, but uh, essentially, uh, the anime I did actually watch weekly, but I think would have been better binge watching is Classroom Crisis, and the only reason why I remember this is because I've been seeing Kanipa tweeting about it, because it turned out he is a big fan of it. Classroom Crisis had a really, really slow beginning that ultimately did pay off and has, like, a huge contribution to the later half of the series where a lot of the action and the plot happens, but... I remember when I was watching Classroom Crisis Weekly and the only reason why I didn't drop it was because I'm the type of person who has to finish everything from start to finish. But if it, but if I was one of those who dropped things, like Weekly would have killed me because I would have dropped it because it was just so slice of life but in a not like interesting way at the beginning that I just didn't care for it per se. But then when um, when the reveal happens and stuff starts happening and you see how the slower beginning episodes feed into the later half of the episode starts kicking in, I could not wait. I, I would finish an episode. I'd be like, no, like, just give it to me. Like, I don't want to simmer on it. I don't want to think about it because I've already spent so long thinking about the beginning half and like what the point of it is is. And so like, just give it to me right now. And I think that Classroom Crisis is one of those anime where if you binge watch it, it's more enjoyable because you can slog through the beginning fairly quickly and then get to that part where everything's happening and not have to wait because then it started ending on cliffhangers and you just you just really want to push ahead and know what's going to happen next. And so and it's not the type of thing. It's not the type of mystery where it's fun putting down and theorizing what's going to happen. It's more of like an action type of cliffhanger where you're like I cannot wait and I need to know what happens now sort of situation so that's 
the one that I would pick as a binge watching anime now that I did not binge watch, but I did watch weekly. But I think it just overall would probably fit the mode better and has a better sort of experience with the story itself. Uh, but once again, I am not really a binge watcher. I used to do it as a kid and some of the ones that I binge watch as a kid, I just do not remember because it's like you said, Isabel, when you binge watch, it's sort of over really quickly and you don't think much further about it. And that's exactly what happened with me binge watching when I was a kid. And so a lot of the anime, I like, you know, aside from Kaijo Wambe-sama, which it's because Usui lives rent free in my head, but... <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna put that as that girl Taku uh, post. Gracie said, <laughs> yeah. "We see this rent free in my head." That's the thing live rent free in everyone's head. Like, let's be honest here. So. I, I don't know. I don't know, man. Usui doesn't live rent free in my head at this current moment. That's for sure. Oh, you're so cool, aren't you, Agnes? <laughs> I, I don't know if I'm cool. <laughs> But yeah, so basically, uh, so basically a lot of the anime I watched in middle school that I did do the binge models, I don't remember. So it's not like, so it's not like I can pull those as examples. So I have to think of the ones that I watch weekly that I feel like would be better in binge mode, which once again, I was going to say Haikyuu because that one I actually experienced in both ways. But I'm going to say, I'm going to assume from how I reacted with Classroom Crisis that it would have been better as a binge-watching model for the anime. But speaking of mysteries, uh, a fairly recent anime that came out that I totally think weekly watching makes it so much more exciting is Odd Taxi. So, James, oh, if you hear this, be happy. So, <laughs> um, Agnes, were you one of the ones who like watched it weekly with the boys or no? I didn't even watch it. Oh. oh, I thought you did. Oh, no, okay. I never watched oh, it. It was great. I only, I only longer. did the, I only edited the article for Odd Taxi. Interesting. Okay, wait, Isabel. But then, did you watch? Then it I'm kind of spoiled with the ending, so I, that's why I never watched it. Uh, oh, because you were editing the article. Yeah, so I was like, I don't care for this. The mystery's already wrapped up. Okay, bye bye. Yeah, I think. Yeah, I didn't watch it either. But I was reading Nico's articles that he was publishing every week, or. Mm -hmm. I don't know who wrote it, but yeah, I wrote oh, it yes, yes, yes. And, I, and I thought about it, and I'm still, it's still on my list though, for sure. But I think, Gracie, you watched it after it was airing weekly that I feel like that wasn't on your radar, but then because the boys were talking about it so much, you picked it up? Yeah, so basically what happened for the full story is that Wonder Egg Priority made me so sad and disappointed that the boys <laughs> were like, Gracie, I think you should treat yourself by watching Odd Taxi because I feel like you would really enjoy it. And I was like, you know what? Next season was a slow season. The prior season, I had 22 anime. My legs were tired. And... <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you were complaining about how your legs kept cramping up from exercising, and I'm like, it's because you don't space them out, girl. Yeah, you don't space out your, your yeah leg I had to learn that the hard way because I was like, why is this day easier but not this day? You're like, that's because you just went one right right after the other. I was like, oh, and so. Yeah, I don't know if our listeners know, but Gracie walks on a treadmill while watching anime, right? Yep. I bike while I watch anime, yes. Oh, you bike, excuse me. Okay. Oh. <laughs> Very important distinction. <laughs> well, I feel like I would be even more tired if I was on a treadmill, I have to be honest. I'm very physically weak, guys, in case that wasn't obvious enough. But 
Like, Agnes and Isabel could throw me across the room, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> well, what? <laughs> what was this? <laughs> Agnes can throw both of us. I have no upper body strength at all, so. Okay, so Agnes can throw both of us across the room. <laughs> For clarification, I practice karate, but my arms are noodles. Like, <laughs> I can't throw people across the room. I'm not a ju- I'm not somebody who specializes in, like, judo or something, where that can be, you can throw someone across the room, or, like, like wrestling. Across the room, then? Let's not talk about that. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, anyway, Odd Taxi was already out in full, but me being the stubborn ass that I am, and that's going to get muted, I know, but me being a stubborn ass, I decided that I was going to watch it weekly, but I still think watching it weekly was the right thing to do because Odd Taxi has so many little elements of it. It's just so fun to spend a whole week kind of stewing on it and thinking about what's going to happen next and you know trying to pick up clues and like you know that uh philadelphia meme with like the guy with the red strings everywhere and like trying to like tie everything together yeah yeah that's basically what it's like watching odd taxi and i think it really benefits from that weekly viewing in particular it it's kind of similar to what you talked about, Isabel, with Erased, how in Mysteries, it's a little more fun to just kind of like stay a week to think about all that's happened and try to guess what's going to happen next. Odd Taxi is exactly like that, but I would say even better because it is so simplistic in the way it goes about things that you're just kind of like, there has to be more, like there has to be more clues somewhere and more like connections elsewhere and stuff like that. And uh, Out Taxi was another one when Shauna was here, and I would watch it weekly. Shauna would be angry at me because she'd be like, we can binge it right now. And I'd be like, oh. no, we have to watch it weekly. But every time before we start the episode, I have to be like, okay, so let's do a rundown. This character is connected to this character. This character is connected to this character and do this full rundown things. And then we we're like, okay, cool. We're good and start. And that sort of interaction, I think that sort of theorizing is what makes weekly mystery is so fun and exciting and so i don't regret a single bit of you know watching it weekly for odd taxi rather than binging it all at once i think i probably wouldn't have appreciated the anime as much if i had done something like that so yeah odd taxi is made for the weekly format in my opinion that's really interesting because i would have thought that a lot of mysteries work better in a binge watching format um mainly because i binge watch shadow houses and i felt like the binge watching model was much easier to do than actually watching it weekly oh i actually agree that shadow house is better binge watch but that's because shadow house is quite slow at the beginning Mm. i would say a lot happens in a single episode of Odd Taxi, actually. That's why that's why I said like it's really fun to just stew on it because it's because a lot does happen, but I but I remember Shadow House, the beginning episodes, I was like, what happened? Did anything happen? You know, like did I learn anything new or like learn like, you know, explored anything that was different? So I so I feel like Shadow House is like format is a little different than how odd taxis format is at least that's my opinion mm, okay that makes sense yeah is there a lot of dialogue you know between shadow's house or maybe a lot more dialogue in odd taxi because i think sometimes dialogue also contributes to it especially 
this episode's, you know, revealing a lot of things, it's it's easier to break it down week by week rather than just continuously moving on without having time to think about what they said or kind of like the mystery behind it, I guess. Mm. I feel like Odd Taxi does have a lot of dialogue, but it's a lot of unique dialogue versus, and you can, you can disagree with me, Agnes, versus Shadow's House, where I feel like some of the dialogue is sort of repeating itself. Oh, yeah. No, absolutely. I felt really bored sometimes. I was like, please just shut up and move on. I'm so <laughs> bored. Hurry, please. <laughs> I don't know what Alexis and Gracie like about this show, but my interest is waning fast. Okay, but the ending theme song slaps. So in my defense. Yes, Rayol always slaps, man. <laughs> you don't disrespect the queen. <laughs> and also, I did like the opening like orchestral theme song. I thought that was really cool, too. So... <laughs> Oh, that's true. Yeah, it's a very suspenseful, kind of like Victorian era type of music. It's really nice. Yes, yes, exactly. But okay, that's not the actual plot we were talking about. But yes, Odd Taxi has a lot of dialogue, but every single dialogue is unique and has like and serves a different purpose versus Shadow House. It can get pretty redundant very easily, which is why the beginning was so boring, because a lot of the conversations were kind of repeating itself. So yeah. Oh, okay. I see. Did you think it was going to be the other way around, I guess, or? Possibly, because the setting of Shadow's house looks like something that where there would be a lot more talking amongst the characters, because, you know, they have their, uh, you know, counterparts, and then the other characters with their counterparts. Like, it feels like there's a lot more characters in that circle than Hot Taxi, mm-hmm. but I can't say so because I haven't watched either, so <laughs> I was just making guesstimations. <laughs> I would say there is more main characters in Odd Taxi than Shadow's House. I'm like thinking about this. Yeah, I would say there's more main characters in Odd Taxi than Shadow's House. But there is a bigger cast of characters in Shadow's House. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, okay, that makes sense now. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Uh, I'm pretty excited for whatever Shadow's House is coming next, I think, in summer. I'm really curious on what they're going to do. And I hope it's the same um, It's the same artist who does the ending theme song because that ending theme song was amazing. So, yeah. <laughs> All right. So, I guess, does anyone have any last thoughts in regards to binge-watching model versus the weekly model? Isabel, are you going to continue with your binge-watch model? Agnes, are you going to continue just going back and forth depending on which one's better? <laughs> More or less, yeah. I have no qualms against it, and I don't think it's affected me negatively before yeah i have this ever-growing list so i'll continue binge watching until okay i take a while mm-hmm. what about you i mean gracie you're gonna continue with your weekly watching for sure right yeah i mean it's just easier for me to spread out that way and uh, enjoy more different kinds of anime as well as you know, elevating our social media because I am in charge of a lot of our social media stuff. So it's just better to know as much as possible. And I don't feel as much pressure to continue, continue. It's also because I've, I've left the binge watch life behind for so long now that it just feels weird if I go back to it with the exception of Haikyuu. Because once again, Haikyuu, I was like, oh, this was actually better when I binge watching it so (laughs) what do you do for like Netflix shows when you know they release all the episodes at once oh I actually still watch them weekly Uh, I I refuse refuse to binge watch yeah (laughs) 
Gracie's discipline is ironclad. That's it very is. impressive. Mm-hmm. I also get in the habit of binge watching when it's like on Disney Plus or uh, Netflix when it has the actual all the episodes available for you. Like I blink, I binge watch Clone Wars. I think in a single summer. So, okay. oh, speaking of binge watching, did you, did any of you guys watch Great Pretender or no? I did. Okay, so did you binge that one? Yes. Okay, what was it like binging that one? It was a weird feeling. I don't know. I wouldn't say it's... I, I can't tell if it's good for binge-watching or weekly. Okay. It was a very weird experience for me. I don't know what it was that made it weird binge-slash-binge-watching it or weekly-watching it. I think so I can't really pinpoint why. Of the segments, because they have, like, you know, the Singapore art versus the arts. Oh, yeah. So my friend and I personally, we watched it like by the arc so like that every three to four episodes so we binge watch that and then we just ah. wait and then watched it so i felt like i had an enjoyable time watching it because like we kind of divided it up at that point. yeah that does make more sense yeah i definitely preferred watching it i think arc wise and then maybe taking a little bit of a pause and then resuming it again that makes a lot more sense yeah i watched it weekly and i thought it fit that model a lot better i think if I think I feel like it becomes a lot more forgettable if you binge watch it. But yeah, that was my feel about it when I was watching it weekly, per se. Yeah, I definitely think weekly would have worked too if you didn't want to watch kind of like two more than one episode or two episodes together. Yeah, I feel okay. Yeah, I feel like Great Pretender is sort of like a two episode a week sort of thing. It's yeah. it's a weird <laughs> it's a weird in between moment sort of yeah. Okay, well, that being said, that is our topic for binge-watching and in regards to the pros and cons and anime that fit the model versus anime that don't fit the model. Um, so, which means that we only have one thing left to do, which is figuring out what happened to Agnes as she's caught in a historical war that is taking place in modern times. So, please, take it away, Agnes. <laughs> yeah, so the last time we left off, we were, we were at the Petit Palais... Uh, Petit Palais Royal, where I was in a tea shop with Isabella the She-Wolf and her contingency, and we are faced off against her mortal enemy that has come out of the grave, Hugh Dispenser the Younger. And he demands that I choose a side while he is out here rotting like a corpse and all of his followers are essentially becoming zombies the sky is really dark the streets are like riddled with rivers of blood and whatnot it's pretty really gross some sounds like something that comes out of a horror movie or game right and as i'm trying to figure out who to side with and it looks like the zombies and hugh dispenser is becoming very very threatening at the moment i suddenly have a moment of clarity and i think to myself why would i submit to this man who's forcing me to choose sides when Isabella, when she found me and she found that the bracelet didn't come off of me, she didn't force me to make a decision, but instead had just invited me for tea and had no other ulterior motive afterwards. Because I remember the scene when she first confronted me, she looked sad when she found out that she could not have the stone that was on the bracelet. She could not take it back. And as a result, she just kind of like let me go. She didn't, she didn't have, she didn't force me to be like at her side and to like use the powers of the stone or whatever. So I felt like a strong inclination to just say no at Dispenser. So I'm starting to get kind of pissed off. I stare back at him and I say, you know, 
I'm kind of tired about your petty revenge. France has a lot of issues, yeah, but you can't just revive out of the grave just to change it on a whim. And I was pretty firm with my stance. Every, everyone goes quiet because they're kind of in disbelief that I said no to some guy that had come, that reincarnated out of the grave. And he's very menacing right now. And he also was really shocked before he starts snarling and suddenly jumped. He launches himself straight up in the air with his momentum up the two stories of the uh, of the cafe and he's screaming t- to me give me the stone and his followers are clambering at that very moment like it's a declaration of war and they're clashing against Isabella's men and women who are trying to fight them off there's a lot of civilians in the background who are screaming and squirming and trying to run away um, and as Mortimer uh, sorry not Mortimer uh, Hugh Dispenser is closing in on me because he just literally jumped up in the air and tried to get a slash at me I remember I had like a bunch of karate moves, right? Because I studied karate. And because he's so vulnerable in midair, I kind of just snatched his wrist and I yank him closer enough to kind of like body throw him and slam him straight into the ground. And because I'm so annoyed with him, I end up punching him. And Agnes says she can't throw us across the room. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't say throw, but I can catch you probably in midair and just throw you to the ground. That's a lot more practical that way. Because you can kind of like use your weight to pivot yourself around and gather enough momentum so that you can like hurl them to the ground that's how the the mechanics and the physics work behind that but as i punch him there's a blinding green light from my wrist that accompanies the punch and explodes outward to encompass the entire tea shop in the streets below and it's kind of like a warm feeling that explodes from the from the crystalline and as the blinding green light kind of clears and I start to see it better, I see that I had punched Hugh Dispenser, but he is somehow now his body, now that was formerly, you know, dripping in blood, guts, and black ooze, is now starting to disintegrate under this pulsing power of the green crystalline that is attached to my wrist, the same wrist where I just connected my punch to his jawline. And the sky starts to clear, And the streets are returning to normal again, and his followers are also starting to disintegrate. They're starting to kind of fall apart and become shambles in front of Isabella's men and women. And Dispenser just kind of weakly looks up at me before he disintegrates, and he says, he whispers, Avenge us. And honestly, I kind of sigh, and I'm kind of sick of this bullcrap, because I've seen it a lot in other shows and media, and I don't believe in altering history at all, and not being at somebody's beck and call and whim. And I say, no, you should accept the fate that you're dealt with and let humans live. We do our part when we think we're actually alive and fighting for what we think is right. That's how you live as a human being. And at the words that I finally say that, his expression falters for a minute, and then there's something serene that passes over him before he completely disintegrates into the French wind. And that, to our viewers, is the end of my very climactic French journey of me trying to escape from the increasingly conservative U.S. patriotic government into France, trying to survive all these sorts of ordeals, And finally, closing the case of a cult that is trying to revive a dead man who is trying to rewrite the history of France. I hope you became friends with Isabella the (laughs) She-Wolf. 
<laughs> well, that's another side story to tell, but <laughs> that this is what really closes out the entire adventure. Yes, I'm. I think you made the right choice in that regard because, as we've talked about in a time travel. Oh, actually, in Isabel's Great Morality episode, we talked about time travel in this. Yes, we talked it. about time travel with Link Click. Exactly. Alrighty then. Well, thank you everyone for listening. I hope you had a fun time um, hearing us talk about the binge watching versus the weekly model and which anime is better in each of them and why. And I hope you guys enjoyed the entirety of Agnes's French adventure because now she is back with us, thankfully very safe and, you know, uh, having our Girl Talk episodes each week. So I hope you will be here next time. Bye, everyone. Bye-bye.